Hey, hey, hi. We're, hi. I, I hit record. We're going now. Oh, hello. Hello to you and to everyone listening. Yes. Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. Uh, I'm Time Wanderer, and I discovered Monster Hunter now like three days ago. Yeah, it's not like I, I posted it in your Discord the day it came out, which I don't ever talk in your Discord. <laughs> I didn't even see Wow. It. I didn't even see I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to like. This is what you get Run with through. friendship with Time Wanderer. <laughs> I mean, you're honestly not wrong. Ignore, like, if rejected. You, if you're expecting friendship with me to result in like someone Paying attention. who pays attention all the Caring. time <laughs> and like remembers the things that you say, mm-hmm. like temper those expectations. <sighs> I will remember and engage with those things on occasion, but my brain does not it does not wire up properly on some of those things. But also I just have been doing other stuff and haven't been like, I like, I'll go into discord and I'll fixate on like one thing and then like not look at the rest. What, what channel did you post it in? Oh God. I probably the game one. I don't know. I, I really, <laughs> I really just dumped it there. Cause I want people to use my code. So I get 300 Zenny and some potions. That's fair. That's uh, fair. And I don't know if anyone even interacted with the, the post. Cause I, haven't been back to look since. That's that's totally fair. Um, well, I wish that I had noticed that because I um, found out about it like a couple of days ago from a Penny Arcade comic, which I don't even read Penny Arcade anymore, but for some reason it just showed up in my newsfeed and I was like, I was just in a particular mood where I was like, sure, let's see what that's about. Yeah. And it was about it was about the, you know, Tycho going around in like it was basically the same joke as when Pokemon Go came out where it's like a, a dude showing up at your front door and being like, hey, can hey I, I need inside? to get into your backyard. There's a thing back there. Yeah. Um, It's like the, the, the story is like, so you like. You say there's a Jagras in my backyard, something called a Jagras. Like, <laughs> I don't see anything. And he's like, that's what makes it so dangerous. And he's like, oh, OK, I don't, still don't really understand what's going on. And he's like, I, I need to play video games in your backyard. Please get out of my way. <laughs> so it's like it's the exact same thing. And I that was the first I had actually seen that there was a there was a new Niantic Go style Monster Hunter game. And I was like. Hey, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes significantly more sense than when they tried to do that with Harry Potter or Pikmin. Or uh, my personal favorite, the NBA. Uh, I. Mm. It's already. So Harry Potter's closed. Uh, the NBA one went live last year and has already been closed because it turns out that <laughs> the demographic isn't. I guess, completely covered by wanting to walk around and dunk on people or something. I have no idea what the gameplay is like for that. But yeah, thought... that's my biggest question. Like, yeah, there's certainly demographic issues there. But like, what do you do? I don't have a clue. I, I almost downloaded it because like this sounds hilarious. But that was like, nah. <laughs> so I, I have honest to God, no idea what you do in in or what you did. Because you can't do anymore. Is it, is it anymore. like the like EA EA sports games have an ultimate team thing, which where like you are basically like putting together a team based on loot box style card packs. 
Yeah, every sports has that, right? All the sports games. Basically, yeah. So I wonder if it's just that where it's like, you found a wild LeBron James. I hope so. For your team. <laughs> I hope that's what it's like. And then you got to like, you know, do a slam jam. Yeah. And 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 then you then you unlock him as a character. And <laughs> because like, it's a Niantic game, the way you do the slam dunk is by tapping the screen rapidly and then occasionally swiping. Yeah. You know, OK, the Monster Hunter combat is quite good once it's you get further bad. into it. Like once it's you not fight bad. The, like once you get to four and five star monsters, you actually have to, you know, dodge and yeah. pay attention to what you're what you're attacking and Dep- I'm not the there yet. All... I'm at two star monsters. No, that's th- so that's that's some of the most enjoyable. Those the begin. I I gotta say, I played when I downloaded the game. I had booted up and I was kind of feeling down on cell phone games because I had downloaded the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is just a oh, disaster as far as I'm concerned. And I was, you know, I don't know. I was like, do I care about this? And I really wanted to like Ever Crisis because I love Final Fantasy VII and of I course, hated yeah. it. I hated it, all of it, just all of it, the whole the whole thing, and boot up monster hunter and was you know i i don't care about pokemon go and i i killed three things i was like holy crap i love this the the monster hunter like the way that the game is put together is so much better than pokemon go yeah and for me like the the idea and i they don't have pvp and they don't have any plans to put in pvp and that was one of the worst aspects i thought of the pokemon go stuff was the pvp because it sucks it's just yeah and it's just like rock paper scissors except takes forever and you need to have the right monsters to do it. So it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was just fun. Like, you just bonked the thing on the head. I got the hammer as fast as I could because that's usually my favorite weapon. And you're just you're just, you're just busting up monsters. And it's great time. Lachisia is playing with me. Like, yesterday I walked 17,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that many. Um, we walked around the neighborhood a bit yesterday. Uh, yesterday was like the first day that we realize that it exists that sure it existed. yeah yeah i noticed i saw jesse was my friend and i was like huh i wonder if you can import the saves or something i don't know how because because i didn't get a notification saying that like we were friended but then she was just in both of our friends i was like oh cool she there must be a way to import pokemon go yeah yeah i think she i think she um she imported her niantic profile yeah that whereas makes sense. i used a different email account which is one that i'm trying to use for you know this stuff yeah Um, yeah that makes sense incidentally um that email address is the retro breakdown at gmail.com oh if people wanted to write into us what would they have to do they would probably send an email to the retro breakdown at gmail.com and then we would probably answer the question or just do a tournament bracket if they want to send us one of those yeah that sounds great that's a that's a really cool email address. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up using my Google one because I wanted to have it linked to my Google account in case I wanted to spend money on the video game, which will probably sure, sure. happen for like the like there'll be like a monthly. I hadn't even considered that as a possibility. Well, yeah, of course you don't. I do. <laughs> my, no, I my... mean, like, that's actually really smart. And I don't have a Google like I don't have like a Google like play account associated uh. with um the retro breakdown at gmail.com <laughs> yeah. um but i do use it for like some games and and stuff that stuff that i'm like 
I don't know. It's kind of like half a business account email and half a like mobile games account email. <laughs> yeah. Which you could argue is technically also business because yeah. here we are talking about it on this podcast, which is business. So it counts. Sure. I'd say um, it counts. That's that's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I didn't import my stuff because I used a different email address is what I'm saying. Oh, so well, we'll have we, to friend we each will other. friend each other after this uh, after this recording session is over. Lovely. I love it. I have noticed. So I completely agree with you. You can feel the guts of Pokemon Go in here, but you can also feel that it's been five years since that game came out. And there is some stuff that they have just been able to improve. I think it's. So my understanding is that Pokemon Go has gotten progressively worse for a lot of people. And so I'm wondering if what makes this more fun is the Capcom angle. Because maybe Capcom actually had a say in, you know, the design of it. And they, they, they know how to make Monster Hunter games. I feel that... I don't know how much Capcom has to do with it. Nintendo had very little to do with the development of, of Pokemon Go other than just licensing out the property. Yeah, but they also didn't have as like they had an event they had an announcement of this at TGS where they had like a whole thing about it. you know hey we're gonna it was like the Capcom people talking about yeah, it and how yeah, they're yeah. releasing stuff for it and I don't think Nintendo's ever done that I don't know so I don't know this is this I, is this is purely made up speculation on both of our parts yeah for sure <laughs> definitely um so I think that the core design of Monster Hunter now is not terribly different. It's not. In fact, than it's Pokemon in, Go. Yeah. It's just some, polished and in a lot of ways makes more sense. In some ways it's worse because you can't play as long as you want. Like there is there's 100% a skill gap at some point where yeah. you're going to get to a point where you're you're you run out of potions or whatever it is and then yeah. you're like shoot. So I've been stockpiling my regular potions because you know I can't use those. Those right. don't replenish, and you can't craft more yet. I bet you they add crafting potions later, all that kind of stuff. Probably, yeah. Because uh, it's part of the main Monster Hunter game, so it'd be weird not to have it here eventually. So I'm only using, like, the the daily ones, but I only want to use five, so that way the next day I always have another five. So it's like some weird game I'm playing in my own head, like, creating <laughs> stupid limitations for myself. <laughs> I I haven't gotten to that point yet, but that's because I'm still fighting, like, really low-level stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing's really, like, threatening, and I'm not using hardly any of the potions anyway. But I can totally see how that gets to a certain point. It's been really interesting playing it for the last day or so, because you can see right off the bat, like, I've I've been playing it and seeing, like, oh, this is a lesson that they learned from Pokemon Go. Uh, Yeah, okay. This is, like, this is, like, this mechanic is here. Because there was something like it in Pokemon Go, and there was a flaw or a limitation in it that is now addressed. Right. So, for instance, um, if you are playing Pokemon Go and you do not live in the vicinity of, like, at least a couple of points of interest that you where you can spin, like, stops and and uh, gyms. You cannot play the video game. You basically cannot play the video game. Yeah, there's no video game. Um, so they've taken a lot of those points of interest and turned them into like gathering points, which are nice to have, but also not like super necessary. Yeah, it's it's they become more necessary, obviously, as the things ramp up 
like for building stuff, but you sure. can, you can play the game for 20 or 30 hours and never have that be a problem. Right. Well, you also get like the smaller gathering points, which, yeah, are, which are all just like place. random spawns. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So you can still get though. You can't get them like it's obviously better and more dense if you are around a bunch of things where you can like mine that mine that stuff. But it's not like you have to like be around a high density population point of interest or Pokemon won't spawn like right, monster, no, monsters won't spawn. It's so much more fun. So where my apartment is, it's for all intents and purposes. And it's it's un, it, like nobody really lives here because it's a university owned thing that right. they're figuring out what they're doing with. So there's but it's a fairly big plot of land. But uh -huh. there's not that many people that live here. But I can walk around and if I hit every space like going on some back trails which we're not like I don't I don't think we're not supposed to walk on it but they're absolutely utility trails for like <laughs> trucks and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so if I were to do everything, it takes me about an hour to do it and I can fight like 30 monsters and hit yeah. maybe like four spinny points but a whole ton of just little nodes. And yeah. it's it's fun. I have and I have a great time doing it. Those seem to be like like the big problem with Pokemon Go is like it's the like rural to urban gap. Yeah, right? yeah, where you cannot play it in, an, in a rural yeah, area. Yeah, it's just there's no there's no game for you because it's not just like okay, well you're not around Pokestop, so you can't spin for material, so you have to buy stuff from the shop. It's not just that stuff barely spawns if you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, when I was playing Pokemon Go and I would visit my mom's, we lived in the middle of. At like literally nowhere. There's no Pokestops. No Pokemon would spawn. Maybe one or two would spawn when you first open up the app. Yeah. In in the morning. Yeah, that's it. But otherwise, you're just SOL. Yeah, exactly. And they've really done a good job of fixing that with like, you've got randomly spawning gather points that your Palico just goes and gets for you. So it just rewards you for walking around. Yeah. And you don't have to you don't have to click them either. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um. Monsters will just show up wherever, and the biome situation is really cool. Yeah, the, the 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 land area where I'm yeah. living is big enough that I have all three biomes are always spawned in, and they just rotate where they are, which is fantastic. It's great because you know what it does. <laughs> What's that? Is it's like when we were playing Pokemon Go, there were certain like hot spots that you would just go to all the time. Like we go to Polaris Mall because there was like four or five Pokestops there and a couple of gyms, and we could basically just walk back and forth through the mall and go to the tea shop and yeah, and get a bunch of spins and get What's a good a walk in. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I don't know what a mall is. <laughs> I I don't it's, I, I don't think it's doing well. We haven't been oh. there since the pandemic, but <laughs> but, you know, it used to be a thing and there was actually like low key kind of a community of people that were all like you'd see Pokemons. some familiar faces going around in like packs <laughs> Oh, doing raids and stuff on like community days. Yeah. So like it was kind of a fun thing. But the reason that happened is because if you were playing, that was one of like three spots that were known as like good walk around places to play. Right. That you had to go to. Whereas now the map is actually split up into into different biomes that just kind of shuffle around where they are. So instead of going to the same places to do the same things every single time you play, you have a reason to actually take different routes and go to different places because it's like you're not just beelining to wherever the gyms and stops are. You're like, oh, hey, there's a swamp biome over there. And I see that there's like a, you know, there's a, a Kulu Yaku over there. Yeah. 
and it, we haven't been over there, so let's walk in that direction. It gives you more reason to, like, actually be excited to go to different places to do things. Yeah, for sure. And, it like, explore around differently in a way that Go never did. Go, like, everything, all the stops and everything were, like, magnets. So you kind of had to navigate to the same places every time you wanted to play. At least, you know, unless you were going out to find other places where there might be stops. Mm-hmm. But here, yep. you don't have to do any of that. You just walk out your front door and you're like, all right, what's around? And I, I yeah, I even I can we can pop it open in the morning. And so you, you can mark them like your your little cat will mark three yeah, or five the if you bought the pass. And so I got the the like the daily pass thing for eight bucks or something because I was like, yeah, this seems like a good use of money that I don't know if I'm going to play this game for more than a week. So let's buy it. And um, so I'll have five marked monsters that mm-hmm. we can play with because at some point while walking around i'll just close my phone and wait for my cat to oh yeah five, sure. so then i can play with lachesia later since she won't be able to and then when she's at work she's on campus and so she'll she'll end up getting her three and then in the morning we can fight like the eight monsters or something yeah i should um, point out also that it eats about it ate about half my battery in like 45 minutes wow really my phone is old and crappy so my my phone was was given to me for free when when Sprint was bought out by T-Mobile. So my phone is not a good phone. So I'm surprised. I guess maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe I just got lucky, right? You know how sometimes like the technology and and the way the game is built. I'm also playing on the absolute lowest settings. I am also playing on the lowest settings. All right, all right. Which you, is you... a which is a problem sometimes because sometimes like it'll kind <laughs> of just stop. Like, the frame rate will just kind of stop for a while, (laughs) you know, while you're in combat. And it's like, this is the reason I don't generally play action games on my phone. But, like, the action is generally just tap, 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 swipe. Yeah, this one's, it's fairly straight. And the monsters glow red being like, hey, I'm going to hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should think about stopping what you're doing. And, and, you know, some of them do it a little faster than others, but you learn the pattern. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still learning that. Like, it's, it's difficult to cancel a lot of your attack string. Yes. So, so like yeah. if you're going really hard into tap, 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 like sometimes I can't get that dodge swipe out in time. Yep. But super, super impressed that they actually have like a perfect dodge counter mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's really cool. It's it's like the uh, it's like the sidestep dodge in uh, Breath of the Wild where you get the flurry rush. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. You don't really get the slow-mo effect, but you do get like a special... And if you um, attack out of it, it's a bigger attack. Like with the hammer, I do a, a wind-up yeah. attack with yeah. if I do a perfect dodge, which is nice. You also get that with the uh, with the sword and shield. You also get like a special attack string if you block. You take chip, you take chip yeah. damage off the block, but you still get like a, a special like sort of rising high damage attack string off of a block. So there's like there's some degree of of like what do you call it like depth to it? Yeah, definitely. Like, more than you'd expect from, frankly, from Niantic. And, like, uh-huh. like because I'm thinking about, like, gym battles, right? And gym battles are just, like, you can basically not look at them. Yeah, I hope to God that they don't ever add that aspect to the game. I, I hope they, well, I they really, have. really hope. Like, the, the gym battle, the way the gym battle works is how your a typical monster battle works. It's just polished. It actually just works, because... In Pokemon, like, the gym battle thing is just the same tap, 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 tap. Your special is charged up. Use that. Tap, 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 tap. And in theory, 
they have a swipe mechanic for like dodging a special attack, but it's so poorly telegraphed and it's so jank the way everything works that it's it's almost impossible to actually use properly. Yeah, sorry, I meant I hope they don't add the idea of gyms in, like, factions oh. that you have to, like, hold and yeah. hang on to. That's what I meant. But yeah, you're correct. The the fighting stuff is, it's it's very similar. It just feels, it feels so much better in, in Monster Hunter. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can see the guts of, like, oh, this is basically the same as a gym battle in Pokemon Go, except it actually feels like, it feels like they thought the battles in Pokemon Go were supposed to feel. Yeah. Yeah, like like the idea is there the idea of like, you know, tap to attack and then hit this button for your special attack and then swipe to dodge out of the way when he's going to do an attack. Like all of that stuff is in go. It just doesn't really work. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of devolves into like wild tapping until the battle is over. (laughs) And here, like you actually do have not not only just like not only just like the in battle stuff. The like the because like the dodging actually does work and there's actually a reward for timing it well, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, But there's also like the gameplay loop in general is is more well thought out. It feels like the design document for Pokemon Go was like, hey, people can walk around in the world and catch Pokemon. Yeah, that I mean, that's to be (laughs) to be honest, I actually thought that was. That was cool. Like, that would have been perfectly fine if that's all it ended up being and never changed. But then it became something else that I liked less, which is sort of goofy. But now I can see how in this, it's nice when the design document is more than just, you know, collect Pokemon out in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because there's a lot of, like, the, the gameplay loop for Pokemon Go, the novelty of it was really cool. And certainly there was stuff in it that kept you playing for a while. Um, I think the the stuff that they added, especially considering like how there's a lot of it that I just never engaged with, like there's actual like PvP leagues now. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah, that was this. Well, and they made it so. So I stopped playing pretty quickly with Pokemon Go because I liked when they had the little tracking thing, but then they got rid of the tracking thing and they said it was because people were getting hurt or going to places where they shouldn't go and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But once they got rid of that, I stopped playing for quite a while. And then I I came back to it and the PvP things and like the Team Rocket battles and all that stuff. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then they wore on me really fast because I just didn't have like years of Pokemon buildup. Yeah. Because it really mattered that you had strong Pokemon to do this stuff. Yeah. Um, The the Rocket stuff, actually, I, I I noped out of it after playing a bunch near launch. Yeah. Uh, Like, I think everyone in the world basically did because there just wasn't that much there. It was kind of just like the gym battles were kind of whatever. And it mostly was just like go out and catch Pokemon. But even that, like, again, the gameplay loop was like catch Pokemon and then catch Pokemon and then catch Pokemon. Yeah. And there wasn't really a, a there wasn't really a sense of like, and then what? Right. Right. Yep. Um. So in and so I dropped off because there wasn't that much to do and then came back when they started doing rocket stuff and played pretty consistently after that, but just didn't engage with a lot of the the like the PvP league stuff and all of that. But like at the same time, there was like more Pokemon to catch. Sure. And there was a little more stuff to do. And you had the rocket radar and Giovanni battles and stuff like that. And I was like, that's (laughs) cool. I'll I'll do that a bit. Like yeah, it hooked me for a bit, and then then I then I kind of wore on me 
after I realized it was all the time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what really caused me to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Honestly, I really don't. But there was but something I, that just I will it. say that um, I haven't played it in like a year at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it used to be something that I would pull out like because we travel a lot, right? Sure. So I would pull it out quite a bit and play it like while traveling because then it's like, oh, cool. I can catch some I can catch some stuff from Korea or from Germany or from even like Denver, or, you know, just different places. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm only um, laughing because you were saying <laughs> like these foreign places and then Denver. I mean, th- these are just places I've been in the last yeah, like year no, and a half or so. No, I, I know. I get it. I get it. It just made me laugh. The juxtaposition of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I actually started playing it. I pulled it out and started like spinning stops and getting like the cool postcards and stuff from Korea. And then was like, man, this is draining my battery life and when that's your concern there's a problem <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm just kind of doing the same thing every day and it doesn't feel any different and there's no real build-up to anything so i so i just kind of like stopped and it was like i i don't care anymore well yeah because so in pokemon the build-up is making your monster stronger right yes and to do that you need to collect more of that monster right and but you can't target farm like a pikachu or whatever right like so you can't do that easily. Whereas in this, if you're like, okay, I want to use hammers, you get the hammer unlocked and you want to use this armor. So you pick your armor and you pick your your weapon of choice. And then you're like, okay, I should hunt these monsters if I want to upgrade them specifically. And so it gives you a purpose to look for what to to catch and collect and stuff. And I mean, I love a gear treadmill because I like the real Monster Hunter games too. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really good... It's just a good design for this type of game because I'll wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, sure, I could go for a, a quick 20-minute loop around right where I live and and just kill what's out there. <laughs> yeah. Great fun, just, you know, some murder mm-hmm. and then uh, come back home and do whatever I was going to do. And it only takes 20 minutes. I don't yeah. Know. And it and there's a sense of progression that Pokemon doesn't didn't really have because you're right. You can't really target farm. And if you happen to, like, make your, your Pokemon stronger, like it it's sort of almost accidental in a lot of ways like mm-hmm. it, it just happens to happen right that you just oh i got some candy because i was able to catch some of this but then yeah, it's really okay. hard to like especially if you have something that's rare or a legendary or something you can't really do that consistently no um when well, and, and not to mention the whole i mean the the biggest downfall to me with pokemon was when i realized you had to do raids with other people and i i mean i like doing stuff with other people but not these kind of games because i don't live in You'd expect there to be more people playing it where I live, but there really isn't. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but then you can fail to catch the Pokemon after a raid, and that's when I was like, I hate this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? That's such bullshit. Like, that is so... St- and you sometimes you're paying money to catch these things, yes. too, and I was like, in uh-uh. many cases, uh-uh, yes. I'm out. I am out. That that really that really turned me off from the, the whole experience. Jesse popped her head in real quick and asked, why does the Seamus sound like a chicken? Yeah, people some people some people were comparing it to like a horse sound or something <laughs> yeah there's there's one thing that sound that's clearly a horse sound and there's one that's clearly a chicken sound <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. i have no idea it was probably the i mean niantic is still niantic so it's probably free sound effects they yeah downloaded. i was gonna say like niantic doesn't have it in the budget to have like good sound effects that's yeah. definitely just like a an open source sound effect library they, they they're certainly like this is don't good make- enough 
they certainly don't make enough money to <laughs> to hire a team of uh, you know sound effect people <laughs> no no that's silly but yeah like there's so much of that that's like the the guts of it are are here and but it's like oh there's a progression here because Monster Hunter lends itself so well to this. I yeah. think there's like 13 monsters in the game right now, which doesn't sound right. like a lot, but it's actually so much to keep you going because they'll increase in difficulty, which means they increase in the gear that they drop, which means you can increase the level of the gear that's modeled after them. Yep. Well, then if you, you want to change keep doing that for a long time. Well, and if you change weapons, it's a brand new game in many ways. Yeah. So, like, if you use the bow or the light bow gun when you unlock those, you're going to love this. It's way better if you use the gyroscope aiming, which actually works super well. So you oh. can then aim where you want to hit with your weapon. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. And it's super cool. It's just great. And you can use the sword and shield, which is probably what you're using because it's a default starting yes. weapon, which is really fast. I haven't um, even unlocked any of the other ones yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, the hammer is kind of slow, but does a ton of damage. Then there's mm -hmm. the great sword, which is the... The iconic giant massive sword. Yeah, of course. Which is hard I think to Jesse use. just got that earlier today. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the that you unlock that one, then like one or two more ranks, you'll get all the rest of them all at once. I see. I'm not really under I don't know why they did it that way. I think that's kind of weird that they would limit what weapon you use in the beginning at all. That's No, that's, I, I do get it because they are like Monster Hunter is not worried about bringing Monster Hunter players up to speed. They're like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. But like in this case, they are pulling in mobile game players and they don't want to overcomplicate things from the jump. True. And so it's like, here chance. is your basic sword and shield. This is a very understandable weapon type. Also, there's a decent chance that someone may before even getting to rank 12 using the sword and shield that they would buy something anyway. So it's like, yeah, this is fun. And if the game wasn't immediately fun and accessible, they might not spend money. So I could see that also being yep. Yep, <laughs> in, exactly. in, in their thought process. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I like it's it's too soon to make any grand statements about oh, it because no. I haven't yeah. seen how the game develops over time or how quickly the, the novelty is going to wear thin. But like, yeah, you know, you... a day and a half into it. Yeah, I can see how this is like a really, really nice evolution of Pokemon Go. So uh, for, for where I'm sitting with you, I think you'll won't care as much as time goes on because you don't you like the idea of Monster Hunter, but you don't really like playing them because it's sort of like you like killing the monsters once, but you don't want to kill them a million times, right? Yeah, I don't like the once it once it becomes farming, I start to lose interest. Like to give you an idea, I played Monster Hunter World and liked it a lot and stopped playing after the after like the story bit was over. Yeah, once once you got to high rank and all that stuff, like once you're yeah. like, oh, I'm just fighting the same things, but they're more difficult. So yeah. once you finish the story of this game, which I have not done yet. I imagine you'll be kind of like, OK, I'm good. That that was fun. Maybe. Um, maybe. I mean, it helps that it's a it's a mobile game. So it's, it's just a thing to do while you're out walking. That's what I was about to say, is that the big difference is that you don't have to you don't have to commit. You're, you're not taking time away from something else. And in fact, right. you're just giving yourself an excuse to, oh, hey, well, I can walk 20, 30 minutes and I can play this game while doing it. That makes it more enjoyable, right? Yeah, exactly. I can take the dogs out for a walk, which I need to do anyway. Yeah. But now I have something to do while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, I could see that, that makes it a lot easier it. to uh, that. Sorry, yeah, the dogs guys, are having a time. Yeah, they're, they're excited. They're like, oh, my God, more walking. We're going for more walks. 
<laughs> I don't care if you play video games while you walk. We're going for more walks. Yeah, actually, today there'll be a special event for Diablos from... I know, uh, Jesse's been talking about it. She's like, we need to go to a desert. Yeah, we there's need to no go to way. a desert biome so it'll spawn. Yeah, you guys will not be able to attack it or kill it because it will be way too hard. That's what I'm thinking. But you can still complete the quest where you have to take an AR photo of one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you can still get 3,000 gold, which is basically, you know, that's the equivalent of your dailies for a, a day anyway. So that's kind of, it's it's that's still good. It's still worth it to do. And the, the, the monster's hilariously big. Like when I, when we... Uh, when I did it, I was like, holy crap, this, the, like, the scale of it is just, just so big. Um, and I don't know if it was because my phone was doing something weird, but it was, you know, twice the size of this building I was next to. And I was like, uh, I don't know if that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's been interesting, like, Jesse's response, or Jesse's, like, response to it has been like, man, Monster Hunter World was really fun. I kind of want to play now. Yeah, I, I actually thought about booting up Rise again. I was like, oh, man, I, I could play more Rise. Monster Hunter Rise was, was rad. Like, she was looking at, like, she was looking at, uh, like, a bundle yesterday. Yeah. Where it's, like, uh, for PC, it's, like, World, Rise, and Stories 2 together for, like, 39 bucks. <laughs> yep. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Man, that's, Stories. That's three really good games. I would like to play Stories 2. I have not done that it looks like a game that i would adore um, i guess it's i guess it's turn-based yeah it is yeah so stories is their turn-based monster hunter game where it's, I see. You, you still like you're so you're you're picking it's it's rock paper scissors ask also but you get to like there's also monster breeding and like equipment and all this stuff so it's it's uh, the, a, a like a person who likes collecting things and building things and that sense of progression in an rpg kind of open world-ish format yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna consume their their life i think at least for the time that you're playing it because yeah. there's just so much to to do and see and you can get all the big monsters and everything so i've, I've been i've been thinking about buying that for a long time and i just uh, i never did I, have no, I don't know why <laughs> i uh i really thought about it because it did bring back a lot of really good memories of playing monster hunter world yeah which i did really enjoy despite like not really getting into it in the way that a lot of Monster Hunter players do. Yeah. I, I got, like, the one good gear set that I liked. And You're then, like, this is good enough. And I was like, all right, I've 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 achieved the goal that I set out for myself. It's time to do something else. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I'm also, like, 80 hours into Fire Emblem Three Hopes, getting close to the end of one route and thinking about which one I want to do next. <laughs> yeah. So there's that going on as well. <laughs> it's it's oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say we have a bracket if you wanted to move on to a bracket yeah perfect let's do it but what were you about to say i was gonna say we should talk about a bracket i don't think that's true that's but exactly I'll go with what it. i was gonna say okay <laughs> excellent <laughs> all right so once again uh if you would like to send us an email and have us discuss a topic of your choosing on the podcast, you can send that email to the retro breakdown at gmail.com like Swoggles does on a regular basis so that we have like brackets and questions and stuff to, to work with. And uh, we more or less finished the spiky hair bracket last time by yes. telling everyone else to pick because we didn't know what to do. <laughs> Excellent. So that was good. This time the bracket is uh, <coughs> cue the music. 
It's a villain bracket. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who are the best baddies? Uh, week one, Bowser in the in the one seed position versus Ridley of which, Metroid fame. Which Bowser? I it just looks Bowsers? like I didn't know. If, I don't, I don't care. I'm just wondering if 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 it was specified. It is Vanilla Bowser. Vanilla Bowser. All right. I mean, like not Cat Bowser or like. Yeah, I didn't think Bowser. you meant like NES Bowser. <laughs> it looks like it doesn't. It's not Bowser. Like the image that I'm looking at is not Bowser from any particular game. It is just like fan art Bowser, or not fan art Bowser, just like official art Bowser. Okay. Here, I will. I will show you the images. Oh, good idea. Yeah, that's smart. Here's our bracket. It's okay, like yeah, it's that's, like that's the like... Bowser that shows up in a Nintendo Direct. Yes, that, that's the Bowser who, who who covered his son's eyes when. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when they were talking about like the parental control stuff, I I love that as much as I would never use it, obviously. But it still made me smile, like the yeah. idea of it. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> it was cute as heck. Uh, for me, I'd go with Bowser. I would too. Um, it's 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 fairly straightforward. I like Ridley. Ridley's cool. It was exciting when Ridley was added to Smash, and it's fun to always fight Ridley. But as far as as a character goes, I don't care. The the really the the coolest thing about Ridley to me is like the fact that um, Ridley isn't Samus's like nemesis or well it's not like a villain in her story like the way they have written this is like ridley is samus's rival yeah and there's something about that that is really cool to me because like it's not that ridley is like this big evil force that has to be stopped all the time they're just like both independent space force things that <laughs> that happen to be at odds but like I, I, I don't know if that's true i think ridley is considered to be like just sadistic and bloodthirsty and is like just a eh, something named like the god of death or whatever yeah no that's i mean that's basically true like ridley's not a good person <laughs> yeah, or it's not creature like Veg- thing yeah like it hasn't had the vegeta redemption arc. no 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 <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, the idea that Samus is such a badass that this giant Ah, winged alien creature is considered a rival rather than, like, some (laughs) big intimidating mega boss. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like that's considered to be on par with Samus Aran. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that really is more about what makes Samus cool than what makes Ridley cool. I think I think in the true story of like I mean the, the lore, the timeline, if you will, um, that Ridley like Samus is trying to f- befriend Ridley at some point when she's a little girl and and Ridley just like murders her parents. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm sure that's um, I'm sure that's in the canon somewhere. Yeah, and that that something about how like Ridley's gonna like it ate her mom and incorporate her cells into itself so it's like haha now i'm your mom also or whatever like, <laughs> i don't know about that but sure i'm telling you is that some... like in the manga somewhere yeah yeah i believe i read that from the manga which okay. i don't know if, if that's canon or not but uh, um 
I do believe like so Ridley is Ridley's just psychotic. <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay. I like I like I like to picture Ridley dying and then its force of will, you know, come makes it come back into I- I- existence as, you know, other versions of itself. Like the metal version of Ridley's oh, still yeah. the real Ridley because it's its energy is so it just wants to hunt and kill Samus for, and I don't know why, because I don't yeah. remember the whole story of the manga. I just remember I reading that either. being like, wait, what? I thought Ridley was just sort of like this villain that, like you're saying, where it was like a a, a villain that wanted to just fight Samus because Samus was this big, strong thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think Ridley is just totally insane and murdered Samus's parents and then was like, I ate your mom. Sure. <laughs> so Ridley's kind of an asshole. <laughs> But that's least, honestly a lot more than like that's honestly a lot more than than I knew about any of that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just making this up and I've I, it's some weird fever I'm sure dream. it has to come it has <laughs> to have come from somewhere. That stuff is too wild for it to just come from the depths of your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Where and you know Bowser Bowser does it all, right? Cuz Bowser's kind of wild, but then he, they, they, once, once Bowser got into the, the, basically once Super Mario RPG happened, Bowser turned this leaf of yep. everyone writing him as this character as, oh, wait a minute. Bowser's way more, he, there's way more to Bowser than just, let's, let's steal the print. Yeah, the yeah, prin- let's be the princess. big, let's be the big, like, Godzilla parallel. Yeah, that, right. That, that does King Kong things. Yeah, thank you, Square. Like, yeah. Once he started getting characterization and like the the RPGs have done so much for this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like not just Super Mario RPG, but Paper Mario, especially um, Paper Mario and like Thousand Year Door. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's also the whole bit where like in in uh, in Sunshine, where like. <laughs> He just lies to his son about Peach being his mom. (laughs) It's like there's so much to unpack there. There's like way, way more character than you ever thought he would get. And every time he shows that little bit of like vulnerability or like uncertainty, it's like, oh, man, I love him. Well, and it's 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 especially funny to me because Nintendo will not let Mario be anything other than Mario. Like, M- Mario mm-hmm. doesn't have any characterization. Right. He has no growth as a character. He doesn't ever change. He's always the same thing. The, like, I Ma- mean, for God's sake. The character things- of Mario is woohoo! Right. Yeah, like, That's like, the whole thing. Like, Goku even has some character to him. Yeah. But Mario has nothing. Mario is just Mario. That's it. End of story. So they they put all of those, the, the you know, that, that creative writing inklings into other characters. And Bowser, he gets it the best. Yeah. He, Followed, he just, I would say, by Luigi. Yep, that's what I was going to say, is Luigi, yeah, yeah. Bowser and Luigi are the, are like the, the real characters of Mario, and Mario is just there to, to woohoo around. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, mean, someone's absolutely. got a triple jump. But yeah, uh, Bowser wins this easy. Yeah, yeah. Ridley is cool. Ridley's oh, no, I, got Ridley's cool awesome. stuff, but Bowser is just, it, I love him. If, 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 if Ridley was, there's other villains where Ridley would have beaten, absolutely, but yep. Bowser's, Bowser's top tier. Bowser... I could see Bowser making it to the end of whatever the bracket is. Yeah, we'll it's, have to see. I don't. I I'm not looking at. Uh, so Swaggles did this in an interesting way, where he he sent, um, all of the first round bracket like things together, but they're all different images. Oh, cool. So 
Like, I, I'm not, I opened the one that is, like, the weak one where it's just Bowser and Ridley, so I can't see what the other six are. Oh, I like that. Um, I could open mystery. one of the other attachments, but I'm not going to. No, that's not we'll fun. find out together next week. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's really, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because I, I also think if, if it was, like, Ridley and Kefka, right? The, the sure. Or even Kefka and Bowser, the, the sadistic aspect of, Ke like, there, there's characterization to Kefka that makes that more a more interesting conversation whereas yes. i think uh yeah whatever you know where i'm going let's Absolutely. move on we've done the first bracket excellent <laughs> yes we're in there all right so i've had a couple of days to cool down um cool i so i missed the end yeah of, of hero's cave sucks <laughs> you know it's funny not because it's hard but because it is like specifically spitting on everything that it's taught you and then laughing at you. <laughs> but let's pull back from that. I, I would finished, say I finished Oracle of Seasons in a linked game. So I have finished ages and seasons and the whole arc of the story. And we beat Ganon, who was there, I guess. Crazy Ganon. Cra crazy, unhinged destruction. Just unhinged not Ganon. Ganon. No. Just, I don't know, despair, Ganon? This is the, the yeah, despair, destruction. What was the other D words? Uh, Sorrow. Yeah, that, that's sure. <laughs> it's it's actually despair, destruction, and sorrow. There was you, one other D word that they kept saying. I can't think of what it was. Uh, oh, well. But yeah, this, this is this is this version of it because Twin Rover was like, uh, well, I guess we'll just sacrifice ourselves because that seems logical. Yeah. <laughs> Ganon had... Like, we have to make Ganon be the last fight no matter what. <laughs> like, it can't be us. No one will be satisfied if we're the last fight. It has that to be Ganon. Awaken the great evil. It's gotta be. I loved that. I thought that was amazing when, when I played this 20 years ago, 24 years ago or whatever. The the seeing twin rova in the game and you know having played ocarina of time a couple of times at that point be like whoa that's so cool yeah, they're in yeah, this yeah. game because i didn't care about the continuity of the zelda timeline i still don't really care I still so it's just right right <laughs> yeah I, that's that's exactly what i followed up with but i like the nods to it like like so i talked about when we were talking about the timeline previously where you know in wind waker it was so cool to see the castle be like oh man i wonder if it's the same hyrule castle like that's all i need that's i just like the little tiny thread that's enough yeah. for fun mm -hmm. so seeing twin rova was cool and then it's like ganon oh man we're fighting ganon that's fun i yeah. like this yeah it was so cool that's that that was all i needed and i didn't care because you know playing through both of these games i realized i didn't remember much of anything about them other than the fact that yes there was passcodes and yeah you fight twin rova and ganon sure Th those that's what i remembered yeah from from the whole experience and i played through both of them i can see how that would for sure be the most memorable thing about it is like yeah. the way it wraps up and the way that you get like a special ending after having played both of them. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. And as a, and I would have sworn that I liked ages more than seasons, but absolutely I like seasons more than ages. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I, uh, <laughs> I expected to like ages more than seasons strictly because I like blue more than red. That's exactly why I liked ages more than seasons. <laughs> One, that's a hundred and ten percent why I would have I would have gone to bat being like absolutely not ages is better and then we would have peeled back all the layers and was like yes because blue blue is better than red. <laughs> 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 
the stupidest reason ever to, yeah. to, to have no, that in good. my head. That's I, I've had that in my head for, for what, wait, 20, 2001, so 22 years. <laughs> I was more excited to play Ages than Seasons because it was blue. Uh-huh. And yeah. listen, they're both good, but <laughs> Ages irritated me a lot more than Seasons did. Yeah. There were a lot of dungeons in Ages where I was like, oh boy, I'm not having fun. I played through oh, seasons. I'm lost and this sucks and I don't like it. I played through seasons in like four days after it was released. And then I played ages for a decent amount. Like I got pretty far and then I got to Jabu Jabu's belly and I stopped playing for a week and a half until you were about to get to the the dungeon. Because like, That's I a hell of a place to stop. I just like I don't want to do Jabu Jabu's belly. Yeah. I don't want to do this dungeon. Because it's not fun. Because it's not fun. It was bad. And in, in Seasons, on the other hand, there were a couple dungeons where I was like, okay, really? I'm not sure why I expected there to be anything other than this stupid spinning wheel here again. But- they use that so much. That's in like, okay, so there's like 16 dungeons between the two games. And I feel like that wheel shows up in half of them. Yeah. I feel like it shows up in eight dungeons. At least, at the very least, it's in like maybe five of them. Yeah. Like five which or is, six, easy. Which is a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of dungeons to have that mechanic in. Uh, and it's it's not, like, it was clever the first time, and it was clever when they did two of them at once. Yes. And then after that, it was like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's this again. I, so I think that, it shows up in the last one in Seasons, and I'm like, of course. <laughs> Why would I expect any different? But the rest of the season's dungeons were fun. Yeah, they were really fun. They, they had some fun mechanics. They had some cool ideas. They had some, you know, a couple moments where you stop and think, huh? Oh, OK, cool. But it wasn't frustrating. I mean, the one owl, uh, the one owl statue where it gives you a riddle, but it doesn't say exactly that it's just a riddle or like, hey, below me or whatever. Yeah, Wait. yeah. I th- Throughout both games. The, like, translation or the explanation of, like, when it's trying to give you a hint on what to do and it's not clear what it means. Yeah. Like, some of them are just not well written. Yes. that's That carries through both games. Mm-hmm. But I did find in Seasons, there's a lot more... I, I found the owl statues in Ages almost, almost like, exclusively unhelpful. Yes. I don't Whereas think they help in, ever. in Seasons, some of them, like, are just straight up telling you what to do. Yeah. So it's very it's the difference between them is very stark. Um, and the items, the items that you get in seasons. Oh, my God. They're so much better. I was. Well, no, even even the like that item is awesome. No, it that just item has, is cool. It sounds stupid yes. and it's irritating to listen to. But like what it actually does is sick. It's so I was just cool. What I was going to say is I think I agree with you, but I have to give like. I think that the items and seasons are better overall, but the best item in either game is the switch hook. Oh, the switch hook is neat. I think my favorite item is just the cape because the jumping mechanic in the the Game Boy Zeldas is my favorite part of yeah. them because it's so unique to them and adding the yeah, cape to yeah, it yeah. was exciting. And I didn't remember that it was in this game because so when we got it in Manish Cap, I was like, oh, cool, this is neat. And it's like, man, this feels kind of like I've seen it before or experienced it. Like, it doesn't feel like the first time I've done this. And then when it, I got it in seasons, like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I love that item. But the switch hook is super duper. It's like top tier. It's right there for me as as my next. So like favorite. I will agree with you in the sense that like the the cape with the double jump feels the best to use. Yeah, because having a double jump in that game is so powerful. Yes, yeah. And it just makes you feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. 
but like the switch hook wins for me on account of it being like a genuinely unique thing where it's like oh i don't i haven't seen i don't think there is a zelda item that does this like it's a hook shot but like the fact that it swaps the positions of things rather than just pulling you towards it yeah makes it like so much different than anything else and then they design puzzles around that which is awesome so the puzzle there's a puzzle in the hero's cave that does use that that's really cool where you have to get it on like like the diamond things on four buttons but you have to have like place it in the right place before yes. you swap it around yes so i did that one okay okay that was in that's in the early i couldn't remember so i did not i i did not finish i have never finished the hero's cave in fact i didn't even i don't think i even did it on the game boy um and when i went to do it in this one i was kind of like mm, i'm I, I don't care about this i don't care about the ring that it's going to give me so i'm not going to suffer through doing it uh, so I did the Heroes Cave in Oracle of Seasons and generally had a really good time with it. Yeah, they're they're definitely like extra hard puzzles, but it it all has to do with like, you know, finding some blocks that you can push around and what order to do those in and how to push the jars so that you can actually like get them where you need them to be and and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And. Some of them are frustrating, and I had to do them, you know, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen times. Um, but then, like, at the end of it, it's like, okay, there's a clear solution to this. And I just had to, you know, kind of puzzle it out over time. And then when you get to it, it's like, hey, that felt good. I feel smart now. <laughs> you know, it gives you that good payoff of like, yeah, I did it. That That's a good that's a good solution. I did it. Um, I bailed out about midway through the Hero's Cave in Ages because there is a particular type of puzzle that is unique to ages where it is basically the Qbert puzzle. Which I actually like them. I do, too. I do, too. Like, I think those puzzles are fun where you have to, like, basically walk a consistent line and turn every blue tile in the in the room to red. Um by like walking in one consistent unbroken line and you can't walk over any tile twice and all that stuff. Right. Um, and those puzzles are, you know, some of them I had to do several times, but they were fun. They're like, <laughs> yeah. it's fun to like figure out how that all works. And then you get to one in the hero's cave that is, uh, literally designed to be impossible. Yeah. You cannot do it without using another item that they don't, that there is no hint that that's what you're supposed yes. to use to get it done. So you're just doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And you have a good, you've got a good pattern going. And it's like, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. I'm at this T junction again. And I have to basically choose between one or the other. Can I, and I can't hit both. I have to mm -hmm. just get like, there's always going to be one left over and it doesn't matter what pattern you use. This is proven. Like, it is specifically designed to be impossible to do in the way that you have done all of the other ones. Yeah, you're supposed to use the, the cane of um, uh, You have to get it down so that there's one blue tile left and then just cover that blue tile with a block created from the cane of Samaria. And then that clears the puzzle, despite the fact that there is no hint no suggestion that that would ever be the case and that you've done three or four of those puzzles already and that was never part of it mm -hmm. yep that was never a thing that you had to do it was never suggested that that would be possible 
there's like there's nothing. So I it think, is just a troll puzzle. I think that the for for me personally, I um the the idea of a hard dungeon that has things that don't make sense and that I don't know how to accomplish them, even even that one in particular, it actually doesn't bother me. I just first there was there was no purpose to it so if it gave me something that i wanted i would have been i would have done it and i would have maybe figured it out sure and so for you you were done you were ready to be done with the game and True. you were at that point where you're kind of like forcing yourself to get through yep. it because you yep. would not have cared to do it just like you said you i mean listen you <laughs> you didn't really care about even the code system after doing it the first time it like, was it was one of those things where like the novelty of being able to go back and forth between games and get stuff because of this whole linked functionality is interesting in theory. But then like in practice, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I just want to play the game that's in front of me. Right. Like, I don't, don't want to, I don't care about this stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about what motivates you too. Right. Yes. So it wasn't, it's a, the novelty is cool, but after that you're over it. Yes. Whereas for me, the link stuff I thought was amazing. Now, mind you, doing it on the Switch was tedious with the passcodes. It was much easier when you could just use a link cable and a secondary Game Boy. Sure. And then you just like go to the link cable and it dumps it over so you don't have to like it's just simpler. Yeah, um, for sure. Although, and, to be fair, being able to do it all on one console is instead of having to have a second Game Boy and a second copy of the game. Or oh, like, yeah, of course. Like it's, it's amazing. It's awesome that it works. And it's, it's awesome convenient. that it works. So like, I want to, I want to put that out there, but I can also see how, like, if you actually had it linked up the way it's supposed to be, where it's just sending data back and forth. And it's like, here, you got this thing. Like that uh -huh. would be really awesome. Yeah. And I don't remember how I did it as a kid. If I just did a password and went back and forth, or if I used my sister's game boy, I really don't remember. Um, but for me, like getting the big Goron sword and the bomb, she was like, oh, God, this is so cool. But again, that's what excites me. I, I got excited because like, I know this weapon. This weapon's neat. I'm happy yeah, it's yeah, here. Yeah. Or, like, I'm, I'm the sucker that would be, you know, you're playing a Zelda game and you unlock the Majora's Mask. And I'm like, oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, like that, yeah. That, that, you know, I, I get I'm, I'm an easy mark for uh, getting excited about stuff like that. That's just that's just who I am. I can't help it. So you I know can what it felt like for me. What's that? Getting the big Goron sword, and I swung it a couple times. Well, you have to swing it a couple times just because you have to. Well, in your win version, the baseball game to actually be able to obtain it. Not true. My version, I just had to talk to Big Goron. He handed it to me. Much better. Oh, because you did them in the opposite order. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a superior way to get the big Goron sword. <laughs> yes. To not have to play the baseball game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no baseball, but but yes, sword. Um, so. <laughs> so I swung it in that game and kind of saw that it's like, OK, it's much bigger, but it's also much slower. Mm -hmm. And you know what it felt like to me was getting a new weapon in Elden Ring where it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool looking. And you just stick it in the pack because it's not because you the don't want to have using. to relearn all of the timings. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's bigger and it's slower, but it's got a wider swing and probably is more powerful. That's all really cool. However, I feel like if I start using it now, I have to basically relearn the game at the end of the game. And I very don't want to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you in Elden Ring. In Zelda, you just swing the sword anyways. Who that cares? is true. <laughs> like, there's not that, it's there's not, not like it's a crazy <laughs> difficult game. Like you're not, you're not really learning anything new. It's it's if anything, it's just less convenient because you can't have two weapons and a level three master sword with a, some kind of damage ring is already super OP. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. Like using the big Goron sword was just fun. I liked. I enjoyed using it also because it's the big dump sword. Yeah. Uh, but that just I think that's. It basically, at that point, you're good. Like you just wanted to experience the game and and finish it and move on, and that was that's perfectly reasonable. And and the, I think the hero's cave kind of falls into that category of oh, I'm, I don't care about doing this extra thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I, happy. I was really kind of excited to have like the extra challenge dungeon thing be like the last thing that I did. Like I was like, this would be a cool send off, right? Because it's basically meant to be post game content as it is. Right. So I'm doing it sort of in the right order in a, in a way. And like once I spent an hour on that puzzle only to find out that the actual solution was impossible and you have to do some some lateral thinking stuff that shouldn't be like that shouldn't be the solution. It shouldn't be like what they're expecting you to know to do. Um, I, I kind of hit this point where I was like, oh, I don't. I don't want to do the rest of this. I'm really, really ready to be done with this now. Well, let me just tell it kind you of war on my patience a little bit. And then like once I found out that I'd basically been wasting my time trying to do it legitimately, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't actually care what if this is if this is the kind of thing that they are telling me I should expect from the rest of this dungeon. If this is like the if this is like the expectation, I don't really care what else they have for me. So the rest of it's not as bad. I will say that the room after this one, though, asks you to pull a uh, pull a lever, which r- removes the, dice the lava. Cube? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I actually quit on. Oh, you fit because <laughs> that's that's the room that I was. That's the room that I was like, yeah, I'm not because I tried to drag myself through a little bit more of it because I'm like, what is this like five or six more rooms in the whole thing? Right. Like, yes, let's yeah. just do it. We'll just dra- we'll just go. We'll just uh, so I can say that I've done it. Right. <laughs> I'll just drag myself through it. And then after like the third or fourth instance of losing the dice cube in the lava, I was like, I do not want to play this anymore. I like no, I literally rage quit it. That's that's the room that I was like, yep. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm done. And it wasn't even like, oh, I know what to do. I understand. But this is so tedious and unfun having to like babysit the lever so the lava doesn't come back. And then push the cube two spaces and then pull the thing. Like, no, that to me no. was that's where I drew the line. <laughs> no, like it's it went from like the puzzle that should have been fun, but wasn't because the solution was impossible to like a puzzle that's totally possible, but is just a huge waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Without without a reward dangling that I want. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's just like this isn't worth it just to say that I've done it. Mm -hmm. But I had to give myself a couple of days. It was a couple of days ago that I finished it. And I had to like the reason that I didn't want to record with you yesterday. I didn't actually say this, but like I could have said like, hey, let's just record tomorrow. But I need to give myself space away from it because that soured my experience of the whole thing so badly. And in a way that wasn't fair, because I had a really, really good time with both of these games. And while I didn't really get as much out of the whole linked game functionality as I know a lot of people did with the items that you get. 
Yeah. The items weren't really interesting to me. What it does to the plot was super interesting. Yeah. Where yeah, you get changes. like story events in one or the other based on like whether you've done the first game, you get the extra boss fight at the end. All of that stuff is super cool. I'm super about that. The little rewards that you get throughout the game, not crazy interesting to me. Yeah. But like overall, I do think that these are the I, I think that these are the best um handheld Zelda games. Wow. Um now having said that, I've only played these two Link's Awakening and Minish Cap. And that's basically all of them. I mean, like, I know that the DS ones are not as well remembered. Yeah, um, they're they're I mean, I'm not saying that just being biased. As oh not hell. Them as much. Okay, second best, because I keep forgetting that Link Between Worlds exists. I, that's why that's why I was gonna say that's why I was surprised about because I, I know you really like that if because it's yeah because it's 3ds it feels like a completely different thing but it is technically still handheld so like I that one still is my favorite but so I I think I still like Link's Awakening the best that's fair um with these two I think being... that's completely reasonable because they are very similar they're very similar experiences and a lot of it just comes down to flavor yeah yeah I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting because all of them are games that I would hit play again. Yeah, I, like I agree. I would play both of these two, uh, the Oracle games again in the you know final five ten years or whenever they decide to. Yeah, one, once the memory of them has faded a little bit, and if I want to have that experience again, for sure. Because because they're they're cool, they're exciting. If they were to remake them in the vein of Link's Awakening on the Switch, I would be all about it, right? Yeah. Or if, or if they were to recreate them with the third game, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Or if they just did something similar, I would I would I was saying that I would be happy even if it wasn't Zelda, but just a game experience that had two or three games that were linked together. Yeah. yeah I wish yeah. that that idea was explored more just because I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's not something that you see a whole lot of and probably for good reason. Yeah, for very good reason. Because like <laughs> simultaneously developing three games that are meant to like link to each other in key points is like a lot of stress to put on one development team. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not a reasonable thing that I'm saying I want. I understand that. Oh, no, but, but I, still I, think I completely cool. understand like the, the <laughs> conceptually what they what they did with the Oracle games, which, by the way, I didn't realize that it was like this before um, before playing them. Yeah, you thought it was more of a Pokemon Red and Blue situation. Yeah, I thought you were basically playing through the same game, but like there would be a couple of dungeons that are switched. Yeah. Like, I really thought it was like you've got the same map, the same overworld, but there's going to be a couple of unique items to this one. And maybe like two of the eight dungeons are different. Right. Yep. I did not realize that they are two completely parallel games. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it makes a big that, difference. Like, that's really, really cool. And, like, even thinking about the fact that they were considering doing three is like, holy hell, how, how? How do they even think that that was possible? I am impressed that even doing two of them simultaneously, they came out as, as solid as they did. There certainly yeah. are issues here and there. But the, by and large, these are like super high quality Zelda games. I liked both of them better than Minish Cap. <laughs> yeah, me too. I definitely like these more than than uh, Minish Cap. And I, I thought Minish Cap was cool, but it's it's mechanic wore thin on me faster than either of these ones did. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 
the I will say the music eh. across both games is sort of it's real mid for a Zelda game. Yeah, I like I think I liked I, I think I liked the music in uh seasons better than ages, but that's mostly just based on uh dungeon music. Yeah, and well I think the biggest problem is not even that the songs were necessarily bad. They were just some the of them loops were are so, really short. Yeah. Really, really short. Yeah. But you know, eh, what can you do? It's a Game Boy game. It's a game it's a Game Boy game. So I totally I I get it. Um, there was actually one, and I forget whether it was Dungeon 4 or 5, but there was there was one dungeon theme in Seasons where I was like, oh, oh, this actually kind of slaps a little bit. I like this. Yeah. Um, and I did not have that experience once in ages. And that's basically the only reason I'm saying the music in Seasons is better. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, like just to put a put a pin in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really cool experience. Really, I completely agree with you that like the idea of having these two sort of parallel linked games or more is a super ambitious and interesting and cool idea that it is kind of sad that we didn't get like a we haven't gotten more uh exploration of that concept, but I totally understand. Yeah, it makes why sense. not. It makes perfect sense. It's just kind of it would be neat if it could happen again. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, it, it's it's definitely cool stuff. Um, I'm really glad I played them and would absolutely. I, I think going back to them to play them again with some hindsight and knowing, you know, what the bad parts are so you can kind of mentally prepare for them. Sure. Like the the middle act of ages is pretty rough. You yeah, get like you get Jabba Jabba's belly, and you get the the Goron mini game side quest thing. Oh, I which forgot about that. Yeah. Some of that is fun, but then the dancing mini game doesn't make any sense. I dislike the Goron section of Ages. I forgot about that. It's kind of cool, and it's neat in the beginning, and then I'm just like, mm. it goes on for too long. Yeah, and there's way too like one thing that I ran into with Ages is like. The difference between time periods isn't always super clear. So it's like you go through and like it's not that they look the same all the time, but especially when you're going back and forth between like uh, past and present, like Goron Village. It's like, OK, which one am I in now? Like, oh, uh, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like there's, there's a little bit of like you don't think of it necessarily as past and present. You think of it kind of just as like one world or the other world and sometimes sure. it's difficult to like so i had to go back to do a code and one of them was like um one of them you had to go to talk to the goron elder mm-hmm. and i was like uh, is the goron elder in the past or the present or both i because i literally couldn't remember like which time period he resided in yeah that's true i mean that's just kind of a byproduct of the the swapping back and forth too yeah but like in seasons, I didn't have that issue because there was a lot more there was a lot more like visual like I thought I was going to be confused about like what the difference is. But they do a good job in seasons with the season swapping of telling you like exactly there, it's so limited what the actual differences are mm-hmm. that you know exactly what you're looking for. So like it, like if it's winter then the some of the water is frozen over and you might be able to there might be a big snow pile 
or a snow drift that connects to like cliff faces so you can walk over them, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's summer, then there's vines that grow up that, that grow up certain areas so you can climb up. So if you see this particular like outcropping of rocks, you know that like, oh, there's going to be vines there if I switch it to summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fall is like fall. I feel like they did probably the least with, but it's also the one you get last. And it's like, oh, there's there's uh, leaves that fill in the holes. But it's like once you get the double jump, that kind of stops mattering. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's I think that's what I was surprised for myself is that I was like, oh, I I enjoy the aspects of seasons way more than ages. And I I didn't have that in my my memory at all, which was just weird because I was so sure that ages was a superior one. I'm pretty confident now it was just because it was blue. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ages had parts of it that like annoyed me. And that I didn't like and that I I will specifically remember as being like, oh, yeah, that part sucks. Yeah, yeah. And like the Goron minigame section falls into that. Jabu Jabu's belly falls into that. And honestly, the Heroes Cave falls into that. Yeah, even though that's optional. So that kind of like only half counts. Um, (laughs) But like I don't I didn't have any real sections of seasons that um that bothered me like that. It also helps that I felt like seasons was paced better. Um, boy, they do so much more in ages to make like cute. Uwu Maku tree, like a character. Oh, then just an old tree that has dreams. Yeah. Like you have to go talk to her and then she like flirts with you and is a whole, like it's a whole thing. You also get like way more bits of story throughout ages there is absolutely no story in in seasons like Like the overarching story yeah to the point where like i got to the end i got to the end boss and was like literally who yeah you're like onyx yeah like sure who's that i'll I'll fight big armor dude i guess he's a dragon now okay that fight there was like no real connection there I, I do remember that fight, actually. So I remember the, the Varen fight, the Varan, whatever fight, Vira, and, yeah, and, Viren, the, yeah. and, the, and the Onyx fight. Like, those two fights I do remember from playing them the first time through. Those those, those stuck in my head. Sadly, I don't remember the Varen fight very well because I kind of deleted it. Yeah, my second time through, I deleted I was using the big Goron sword and the sword up damage or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you're, you're dead just as your turtle I, beetle. I had the so this is another reason why like the the crossover effects weren't that big of a uh, a plus for me is like once I'd gone through with the with not even the master sword it was like the noble sword I think is the level two yes um so I went through with that and the and the power up level two ring and fought the final boss of Viren and just kind of got to the uh got to the weak point and just started swinging and then the bo- the the fight just ended and then i did the first couple of like the rings carry over in the linked game right so yeah so i still had the power ring level two and i went in and fought the first boss and killed it immediately before it started doing any <laughs> attacks and i was like and then someone in chat was like maybe you should take the power ring off so you can actually see the bosses yeah because otherwise you will just blast through them and it's like yeah like it's i can kind of understand if you wanted to just power trip through and be like haha that boss went down in like two swings that's awesome because that is kind of fun i totally get that but if you are playing for the first time and you're kind of interested in what the boss is going to do 
and then you kill it before it like accidentally before it starts an attack pattern. <laughs> it's really anticlimactic. And it kind of set a bad tone for the whole thing where it's like, oh, I'd better not use any of my stuff from the other game or it's going to make this so easy that it's actually kind of unfun. Uh, I could see I could see that being a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. I was happy just to blast through the the boss fight. But you'd seen it before, right? Well, sure. But I mean, I guess. But I don't remember any of it. Uh, Fair. Like, so it was basically seeing none of those things are memorable to me. Which is, it's weird because I liked the games a lot, but I didn't remember a single damn thing pretty much from either of the games. Like in terms of specific puzzles or bosses or anything. That's fair. I I think I'll remember the... So it's weird because I generally remember the bosses as being good. Yeah. Like across the board. Like just about all of the bosses are really good. The coolest Um, boss, the one that was the most unique was the Kane of Samaria one from ages. Where you had to like link the the platforms and the balls have to like run into each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, they do a really, really good job of incorporating the dungeon items into uh, into the boss fights to the point because like so many Zelda boss fights come down to like, okay, use this use this item to get the boss into a state where you can hit it with your sword. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, like, you know, stun them, drag them down, you know, do whatever you got to do, expose the weak point, and then just slash, 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 slash. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many boss fights in both of these games that where you your loadout does not include a sword at all. You've got like, that's you know, true. You have like, you know, the, the hook shot and the and the bracelet because the actual way to kill it is to like throw something to it, like throw something on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Or some other like like so many unique and different ways of fighting or beating these bosses. And they're all just kind of like like it, it turns into less of a of a combat challenge and more of like a puzzle mm-hmm. where it's like first you have to figure out like what item is actually going to work. And then you have to figure out like strategies for how to make that work consistently and then like it, it just it feels good like they're never super super difficult to figure out some of the weaknesses are a little obtuse mm, yeah uh in general anytime they asked me to like shoot seeds i was like <laughs> okay come on because that's like the last thing you're thinking of right <laughs> like why would that of all things work sure yeah but <laughs> But in general, like the the boss fights were really fun. And yet I don't have like super clear memories of any of them either, actually, (laughs) except for the except for the final ones. Although the Ganon fight was also kind of unmemorable. Yeah, it's not the fight itself. It's It's the fact that that he's there. That's cool. But like the actual fight itself was just, you know, it was more spectacle than substance, I guess. A hundred percent. That that is absolutely the the Ganon fight in a nutshell, at least because of I don't know limitations or whatever it was, but it's it's a it is fun because it's there, not because it's an amazing fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a bad fight. It's just like it didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. The twin Rova fight, having to do the uh, like having to do the twin Rova thing of hitting the like hitting the the one element with the other elements attack is that's always fun. This is probably the hardest version of it I've ever had to do. (laughs) But that also made it like really satisfying. Yeah. 
Like what? Because you only have you don't have to do it often. You only have to get like three hits, and it doesn't matter which one you hit. Like three hits on either of them mm-hmm. combined. Yeah. So I like so- they definitely know that it's tricky and difficult. Um. So it makes it like you know the you have to kind of like dodge around and put yourself in a position to be able to hit one where you want to hit it, and then hope it goes in the right direction. And like when you do get that hit, it feels really really good. Mm -hmm. Because you had to set everything up just so to get it to work. So that one will definitely stay with me. Yeah, the the the, I got really lucky with the tennis fight because it ended super quick because they just happened to fly right into the 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 attacks. That helps. (laughs) So so I didn't didn't even like before you didn't even have to like tennis them. I mean, I did a little bit. But not much. Like basically, I'm, I'm curious if they can just like friendly fire each other directly. No, 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 no. Okay. no. I still had to. I still had to hit it back. But it ended in uh, like maybe 20 seconds. Like oh, that's it was not like bad the, at all. It was like the first five attacks that they did, and it was over. That's nice. It was super lucky. I was like, oh, neat. Maybe, maybe. I thought maybe like like they homed in, but they weren't because I, I. It actually happened off screen. The mm. hits. Like, two of the three hits happened where I couldn't see them getting hit. Oh, so yeah, it, that's... So, yeah, it just happened to line up perfectly. So, it was just dumb luck. I was like, huh, neat. Yeah. That's cool. And then when when you were doing it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so much harder. <laughs> 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 it was good. It, it got, like... I had to do it, like, three or four times because I was dying on the final boss, like, a few times. It was, it was like, a satisfying level of challenge. Like, not too much, but not, not something you can just kind of, like skate by and just kind of brute force and i appreciate that that's like the right level of challenge mm-hmm. um so i had to do that twin rova fight like a couple of times and i i did find that like you can kind of learn it there, there's some things you can't account for like you don't know which one is going to shoot so you can't put yourself in a position to like know that you're going to be in the right in the right spot to hit one correct yeah um but there are some things you can do to make it a little bit more consistent. And I noticed that every time I did it, it got like a little bit easier, a little bit shorter. <laughs> so like it's it's not like impossible, but it is it is much trickier than like, say, the twin robot fight in, in Ocarina where you'd kind of just have to sit there with a the mirror shield. Yeah. And then yeah. like and then you actually have literal like, you know, you literally can just aim towards the other one because you're firing out a beam. Which, okay, is also really cool. Maybe cooler than the actual sword tennis, but still. Anyway, these games are fun. Yeah, they they are they are definitely flawed, and and those flaws are are not to be ignored. But I don't think there's anything in it so bad that you would want to like avoid the experience as a result. Oh, gosh, no, no, no. These these were super fun. And I'm glad after years and years of saying that I was going to, I'm glad that I finally had the opportunity and the you did it. I had finally had the opportunity and the and the willpower to actually sit down and play both of them. And let's be real, the podcast, because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. It's absolutely the podcast. A hundred percent. Yeah. So so thanks, podcast listeners. Yep. Thank you for being here and, and making me play Zelda. Um, I, I wouldn't have done it without you. Literally. What a, what a positive way to end. What a wholesome ending.